The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Well, we're kicking it off with a little GNR today. Welcome to the jungle. Is uh, tonight the night? I guess so. It's tonight the night. Yes, tonight is the night. Wow. 40,000 plus people going to Commonwealth tonight to see Guns N' Roses. It's incredible. Saw an article this morning about how many people it takes mm-hmm. and how many days, what kind of manpower goes into setting up those stages. And apparently uh, the GNR stages leapfrog one another because it takes so long to set them up um, that the stage that's being used tonight, for example, will leapfrog their next date and get to the okay. next town to give them time to set it up. This stage tonight these stages there's more than one i believe are coming from ottawa yeah and yeah. then it goes to the or it came the from Tex- ottawa the texas show right. next so yeah because they they were in regina um on sunday night i think it was is that right just a couple of days ago yeah so it takes four days 30 trucks more than 1100 edmonton workers to put together the uh, gnr show set wow yeah something else and it'll be, it'll be you know I, I listened to, to GNR when I was in high school. Like, that's an immediate flashback to me. Mm-hmm. That's cruising around in my uh, my girlfriend Stephanie Moore's Black Grand Am, <laughs> listening to uh, those albums at the, uh, the top, you know, at 10. And immediately takes you back. But I can also remember, you know, there was a lot of controversy around the albums as well because of the language. And I think that there were... Remember down in the States, the, the, the explicit... Uh, yes. Warnings Warning on labels. Was, there was yeah. on, the, uh, on this. And so my brother and I had these albums. And I'm pretty sure my my parents didn't know that we had these. Do you know it's funny? Because, of course, I'm old enough uh, as well to remember when those warning labels yeah. came out. And unlike uh, cigarette warning labels, uh, they were like a marketing tool. As oh, soon as yeah. that appeared on an album. Oh, every kid wanted it. Sure. It's like violence in a video game. You're like, yeah, <laughs> sign me up. Which is, by the way, where I last heard the most GNR songs was on... Uh, 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 video game? Video game, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, again, 40,000 people uh, plus. Uh, well, tickets have been sold. There's over 8,000 floor seats, so on uh, on, the, uh, on, the, on, the, on the on the turf there. Biggest ever. Yeah, which is which is pretty cool. One and of the things... There's still tickets available. There's still, well, I mean, Commonwealth's uh, it's a God, pretty big, yeah. it's a pretty big space. But um, as much as I would love to see Guns N' Roses in concert... As much, you know, 40,000 people, so a lot of people, it's a little overwhelming for me with my crowd issues. Mm-hmm. You know, over the past number of years when Guns N' Roses has been in town, um, you know, they're not getting on stage till 11, <laughs> 10, 11 at nights whenever Axel decides he wants to go on stage. But what they're saying now that that's completely diff- different, the organizer's saying uh, it's a whole new Axel Rose. He's on his game. Mm. Uh the opening act is Our Lady Peace. They're going on on stage at 6:30. Guns and Roses will be ready to rock around 7:30, and the organizers saying, "Yeah, they will be on time." It's a three-hour plus show. Wow, so good value, you know I what? Guess. Hey, if you're going to the show tonight, and it doesn't seem like it's going to get as warm as what we were thinking. But with that haze and the red when the sun's oh, setting, it's going to be quite the... I think that's part of the GNR set. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and I have to tell you, I don't know if it's a function of age or uh, what it is, but I'm going to a concert this week as well. It's just not the GNR. Oh, which one are you going to? Symphony Under the Sky. Aww. Look at me all grown Look up. Look at you. I'm, I'm actually quite excited by it. I, when you were gone, I, inter I um, interviewed, again, uh, the guy I call uh, Chattanooga Bob, Bob Bernhardt. He's mm. the conductor. Does a lot of work up here with the Edmonton uh, Symphony Orchestra. And you know you always say in these interviews, you know, and I oh, said, I would it, love to do yeah, it. Yeah, I'd love to do it. Yeah, you know, it sounds great, Bob, right? Um, but Bob pursued it. <laughs> and now you can't say no. Well, basically, I could have, I guess, but I didn't want to. It is going to be great, and I'm looking forward to it. And it's a night out with my wife, so it'll be it'll be lovely. That's another one that uh, has always been kind of one of those ones. Oh, yeah, sooner or later I'll get to it. Yeah, and then afterwards you wonder why you waited so long. Yeah. Right? I, I, I never, I've never been to Folk Festival. Nor have I. No. Hmm. Again. Haven't been down to Jasper either uh, for Jasper. Discover Jasper to, what was it? The trial project that's... Do you remember we talked about that and there was some mixed reaction to it? Now I hear on our news, of course, that uh, the, the reaction from the public who attended overwhelmingly negative. So... I guess it was a traffic situation. I see a texter right away, obviously listening to our newscast, said, hey, I have a way to fix the turn at 109th Street. It's hard to understand for the council for whatever reason, but how about this? Just take away the crap on the street and give it back to vehicles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did I text that? No, that's not yeah, my phone number. No, okay. that's, not, that's not you. So. <laughs> yeah, I... I, I, I. Lots of exciting stuff happening in Edmonton. That's the best it, possible What I'm going to say about that. Yes. And we don't necessarily have to get all back no, no. into that one no, again. No. Is I, I'm really looking forward to seeing what final recommendations mm -hmm. come out of this and what ends up being permanent sure. on Jasper. It was a trial project. They tried it. They learned from it. Traffic has always got to be at the top of the list, though, in terms of but moving I don't think, people. But right? here's the thing. It I should don't, be. I don't believe it is in downtown Edmonton anymore. I think yeah. it's bicycles and I think it's LRT. Yeah, yeah. It's funny how this is sort of cyclical. If you go back far enough, it was like, you know what? There is enough room for two horses to pass on Jasper. <laughs> and then they're like, you know, we need to expand that and make it bigger and more we efficient. We need to allow cars. We need to allow automobiles, uh, uh, iron horses. And then at some point they go, yeah, we need to take away the room for that and uh, put up a statue or something. Some trees and patio mm -hmm. tables. Eh, whatever. Uh, you know, the city tries things. It's, uh, I think that might have been a swing and a miss, but... Uh, They'll learn from it, I'm sure. Someone texted in and says no band can afford the uh, minimum penalty for going past the venue curfew. Is there a venue curfew? Well, because a lot, because um, probably noise, noise oh, issues, yeah. right? Now, I was there for ACDC, not the last ACDC, but the one before when the when the skies all opened up during mm -hmm. thunderstruck. That was that was something else. You were there for that? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was. Uh, that was an amazing concert. Trying to get out of it. At the end, was a gong show. Of course, and at it was. that time there was no Uber, um, <laughs> and trying to find a cab was really tough. We ended up in a car with some other DJs from another radio station, and I don't even know where we got dropped off. I I, I don't know. Do, do you mind me asking how did that come about? Well, because we're friends with them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did you go to the concert with them? No, oh, no. We just saw just them afterwards, them and, and yeah. they're like, "Oh yeah, come on, we have a we have a ride. Let's go." And I just don't remember. 
I remember coming, getting home, and it was like 2 o'clock in the morning, 1, 1.30, 2 o'clock in the morning, and I had to be back up at 3.30 to go downstairs to do the morning show on uh, Joe. <laughs> well, you know, anytime you get I came 40... In, I came into work, and I still had my little Red Devil <laughs> really? things on, yeah. The boss man came in, Doug came in, he just kind of looked at me, shook mm. his head, and turned around and laughed. Matching eyes, I'm guessing. <laughs> uh, no, you know, actually not. Any, anytime you have 30,000, 40,000 people in a single, yeah. at a single event, it's going to be hard to to move those people afterwards. Like I, I really think with Edmonton, we should look at uh, putting in an arena out by Rexall, because I never have any problem, I never had a problem leaving Rexall. That was sarcasm, yeah. by the way. Oh, was yeah, it? Yeah, because there is an arena out there. <laughs> why, was, why was leaving Rexall better than... I don't know. I just never had a problem. Well, first with off, that. there's parking because you park at North. Well, Lands. you can park. There's always parking right by the arena. They opened up all the gates at the end of whatever it was yeah. you were at a concert or a hockey game or whatever it was, and you just take the path of least resistance. You get onto 75th typically, and it's yeah. lined up for a bit, and then it moves because yeah. it's pretty wide, right? And so, then it disperses. Yeah, and I mean, leaving Commonwealth on the LRT. Even when we talked to Alan Watt the other day with the uh, the Friday night mm-hmm. game, it's like, we'll see you all in the LRT. Make sure you take the LRT. <laughs> we took Uber. Yeah, and that's that's a great way to do it. It wasn't bad. I mean, I learned a bit of a lesson. I'm not a frequent Uber user. I know you use them quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I, I don't dislike them or anything. If there's a cab there, I'll grab it. But if there isn't, I'll call Uber. Um, but I did find that for Commonwealth, we left before the game ended, and then we had to walk several blocks in mm-hmm. order to get somewhere where Uber could conveniently yeah. pick us up. Mm-hmm. Because giving the address of the stadium isn't getting you anywhere. <laughs> Uber's not coming there. North, south, as East? soon as you put in an address like three blocks away, suddenly more cars, oh, more yeah. cars start appearing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So hmm, we'll have fun tonight. Oh, November rain. Yes, great tune. It's a huge bi- fee, build by the minute. That's the uh, noise violation? Yeah. Hmm. Number of you texting in. We should call the beach Paradise City Beach or November Rain Beach. <laughs> I still like Accidental Beach. Yeah. I think it's what most people are referring to it yeah. as. It's whoopsie. sort of like Klondike days, right? Like once, once Is Edmontonians it not embrace. Days? No, it's K days. Uh. Once Edmontonians embrace a name, it, you can change it all you want. They're going to continue to call it what it's been called all along, and I think for the most part, people are calling it the Accidental Beach. It's interesting how that beach is sort of, you know, taking over everything. It, it kind of is because. In every news broadcast that I've heard, in every radio television, there's some mention of it over the last week. And and sort of up and down a little bit, you know, like, hey, it was there, you should try it out. And then it was like, hey, look, the city's looked at it, it's not going to happen. And then, oh, wait a minute, the city's taking another look at it, because maybe we could make it happen. Mm-hmm. And then, well, wait a second, we're not even sure if it falls under the authority of the city. It just keeps going around and around, but it's one that people are... I think one of the latest ones today, and it was one that we touched on yesterday, is about, you know, residents in the neighborhood... Yeah, you know, you know, it's a very quiet neighborhood that's turned into a very busy, busy neighborhood, spot. and and there hasn't been the kind of problems. There's there's been problems with traffic parking, of course. There's going to be because it wasn't set up to be a beach. There hasn't been those same problems with uh, that I've heard of unruly, drunken behavior. Um, in fact, I think a police officer visited the beach yesterday or, or in the last couple of days and issued only a single ticket for open Yeah, alcohol. I guess they were down patrolling yeah. down there, which is good. But, you know, pack up, as someone said, all the stuff that you pack up to take to the beach in your coolers and stuff, you know, oftentimes has wrappings. Just put it yeah. back in your cooler and exactly. take it home with you. You, you would know, do just, that anyways, well, right? Well, no, actually, I don't think a lot of people do. I oh. think a lot of people will are, and are leaving it there. Or you would just like to leave it in a garbage can that's there, but at this point, I don't think there are, or there was in the last few days. But yeah, pack it up, take it home with you, and dump it out at home. 
Yeah, I don't know why you wouldn't do that. Any picnic on the beach, you would do that. If I'm camping and go down to the beach at the lake, obviously <laughs> I'm going to pack everything up. I guess the difference between there's usually uh, garbage receptacles on your way to your car, and there isn't in this case, yeah. right? Uh, the sandbar is on Google Maps now. No way. Even labeled the accidental beach. Huh? There it is. Says this text. Accidental Beach is a perfect name. Leave it alone. You can look it up on Google Earth. <laughs> there you go. Once Google says that's what it's called, and that's, then that's what it's what called. It's called. Yeah, just there's no changing it. Don't muck around with that. If you look up uh, Klondike Days, there it just says we're not sure. Confused. Yeah. <laughs> is there a better way to do <laughs> <laughs> Best question ever asked by a mayor in the history of Edmonton. Way? Is there a better way sorry, to do road sorry, construction? Sorry, Mayor Don. You know, I like you and all, but we is love there a better you. way to do road construction? Probably. I'm going to say yes, probably. Isn't road construction one of the main things that people talk about all the time? See, I, I that's why I'll never make a good counselor. And somebody suggested yesterday that we should both run, and I think that's a mistake, to have two of us in a meeting. And, and But anyway, uh, the reason I wouldn't make a good counselor, beyond the fact that I have a really checkered past that would come up, is, is if Mayor Iveson or any mayor were to say, is there a better way to do construction? <laughs> I, I would not answer. I would, you know, that. Oh, I'm sorry. Was that rhetorical? Was that was that a real question? What is there? I don't. That's brilliant. Okay. We like, we like you, Mayor Iveson. Don't you get that uh, mixed? It's two eighteen on this uh, the Wednesday edition of the six thirty chat afternoon news. Uh, Three o'clock to four o'clock this afternoon. Doctor Gans will be in. We'll be talking to him. How does that make you feel? We'll find out. Talking about uh, getting the kids, the grandkids, back to school and how to deal with that and some of the stressors that you as parents and adults will be facing and uh, the stressors that some of the kids will be facing as well. Uh, more to come right after this. I sang this for you yesterday. Remember you said I did a pretty good job? Um, <laughs> yes, you did. Was that on air? No, it wasn't it was on off air. air. It was off air. I think it's the pressure of on air that perhaps changes. Oh, yeah, no, it's just I can't say. Yeah, yeah. It, Let's uh, be real. You, you hit the high notes, so it was pretty good. <laughs> um, so listen, we're talking about the city and about the beach, and you know, a couple of people uh, sarcastically uh, suggested in our texting line that, you know, of course it's popular because... Uh, you know, the city didn't handle it. Um, so it begs the question, with an election coming up in October, what is it you do care about? Uh, you know, whether or not the beach is going to be an issue, it's not, because mm-hmm. they've uh, requested a report on the beach, which will be tabled uh, in front of council after, after the, the election, election, right? So they've taken that one off the table. Uh, the reason I ask, of course, is because uh, there's an article in the paper today. Mike Nickel, uh, one of our counselors, what, Ward 11? 11. 11. Did a survey in that he, ward. Yeah, sort of... Um, an informal survey, so there's no plus or minus or accuracy to this survey. But basically, you know, while door knocking and while asking, uh, he sort of put together what he believed to be a list of the issues that are most important in Ward 11. But I wonder if they're not the same issues important in all wards. I was going to suggest that they are probably very similar right across the city. Maybe not in the same order, but certainly I think we're, we're see, we would see the same answers uh, across all of the wards in Edmonton. And be interested to know, of course, what our listeners think are the issues that should be debated as we approach the October election. You can text us those at 630-630. But here's what 
Uh, Mike Nichols says his constituents say are the issues. Taxation and spending, uh, one of the top five most important uh, issues from the survey. Uh, and he noted that, uh, I don't have it in front of me, but I believe it was one in four residents said they struggle to pay their uh, mm-hmm. property taxes. Uh, crime and policing, another issue. Uh, road maintenance and pothole repair, you knew that was going to make it. Ice and snow management, obviously going to be on the list. Is there a better way to do ice and snow? (laughs) Uh, And traffic flow and congestion. So it's interesting that a lot of these have to do with our, well, I shouldn't say a lot, but two of them for sure have to do with our roads, possibly three, because when you talk about ice and snow management. Yeah, I would say three. Yeah, and I know it's always been a thing, you know, for me that it's just weird what they do where I live. I, I don't find it helpful. They sort of come in, and um, I always forget the term they use. They don't blade down to uh, the road. They just do this thing where they Mm -hmm. remove sort of... They sort of create an ice road, but that's exactly what it drives like, an ice road. Like I'd almost feel better if Mm -hmm. they just didn't bother plowing it, or they plowed it all the way down, but it's the new thing, right? Well, plowing all the way down means more snow, means more time, all of of those things, more money. Mm -hmm. At least you get your neighborhood clean. I've never understood that, though. I've never understood, because I've always heard that argument, that it takes more time and more money to blade down. And I I don't understand why that would be, because you'd think you just drop the blade. I mean, it's the same piece of equipment, and wouldn't it take approximately the same amount of time to just blade it? Right? I I, I don't know why. But again, I I honestly, I don't Mm -hmm, know why mm -hmm. they do it that way. But people smarter than me in these things have determined that that's the right way to do it. I just find that on the day the the uh, blades come through that's the worst day for trying to get your car out and you know they're towing cars and they're creating snow banks no, where they're not towing before. cars if you move your cars like they tell you to yeah but therein lies another problem because up go the signs saying we're going to be blading between october 1st and uh you know january 8th you're like okay so i'll just move out of the neighborhood yeah. i think one of the trickier things too in neighborhoods like yours and certainly any neighborhoods that have back alleys um is the back alley is a maintenance as well trying to get in there after a big snowstorm and Certainly, that's where they go to pick up a lot of the garbage mm-hmm. um, in, in neighborhoods like Terwilliger Town. I think that that is, uh, I, I've been stuck in ruts. I was stuck in ruts, you know, when I lived in Terwilliger Town plenty of times. Always, always, yeah. And, and then when it, even then when it starts to melt and gets slushy, like just, it's just, it was never ending, it seemed. And, you know, Brian Anderson, when he was in uh, talking about my tree, brought up Twilliger Drive. And I see one of our textures has as well, been living in Twilliger and Riverbend for over 25 years years complete Twilliger Drive. Twilliger Drive is an on-ramp. It's a huge on-ramp to something that doesn't exist. It was never meant to be simply a drive and I, I don't really understand. Well there's supposed to be a couple more lanes put in. Yeah and, and I believe an overpass uh, at 23rd or something along those lines. That's what it was originally designed for but it hasn't been I'm not been sure done. that there's room for an overpass at 23rd. and Or some major intersection kind of dealy there yeah. that they've never gotten to. And if you drive along Twilliger and listen I'm I don't want people to think, oh, you're bringing it up because you live in Twilliger. I don't care if they finish it. It doesn't affect me at all. It actually doesn't move that bad. No, it's not bad. But it is funny that these lanes all exist that are slightly paved and then stop. And they've just put up temporary barriers. Temporary for the last decade. Yeah. Yeah, because they're yeah they are going to they're supposed to extend it or make it make it wider. But the only the only problem I 
on that stretch of road is when you're when you're coming off from the white mud either way depending on which way it is it can get bunged up right mm-hmm. on that spot um, and then you stop because there's stop sign or stop light then there's another stop light but once it gets going you're at 70 k through there it's actually yeah. it moves pretty yeah. good uh, yeah then it gets bunged up again on the bridge going over to uh, Windermere you know here's I don't I, I understand taxation and spending because nobody wants to pay. Well, and everyone's going to question where their money is being right. spent because all of us want it spent in different places. Sure, and you can pick anything, whether yeah. it be a, a statue, a beach, a, you know, a new road, a, an LRT, whatever. An arena. Yeah, it always seems to cost more than it should, and of course, nobody wants to pay taxes. So I understand why that's always going to be uh-huh. an issue. But with regard to crime and policing, so the city doesn't create plime, crime, they solve it, right? So. I don't know what that means, crime and policing. Is that response times? Is I, I, that... I suspect uh, response time. Do you have a, a police station near you? Mm. Um, yeah, I think response time would be a, a big, big one. Um, are you able to see a police officer? Are they able to get there in, in, in a half-decent time? And I think for some people, yeah, they are worried about... Um, you know, the level of crime in our city, whether it's sure. murders, whether it's break and enters, whether it's, you know, you're going through your neighborhood and you see those signs that say, oh, you know, there's been a lot of um, car, thefts car thefts or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, that um, I guess that would be a different priority in different parts of the city as well. You know, I would think, you know, certainly in some areas of the neighborhood or of the city as well, fire response times uh, mm. would be. A concern as well. How close are you? Where's your nearest fire station? You know, and I, you know, the, the fire department has, is constantly trying to make sure that it's at a, at, at, uh, at a call within a certain amount of time. And we've seen over the past number of years that uh, a lot of the time that they're not quite there on the time that they want to be. That's right. Um, we're going to take a break for news headlines. But when we come back, there was also the question was also asked, which city services were residents in Ward 11 most satisfied with mm. and which were they least satisfied <laughs> with? And there's some interesting answers. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.